BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth. I actually had to just go listen to my own podcast to listen to my intro because I forgot what I have said every single week for the past year and a half on this show. So if that says anything to you about how my quarantine is going, guys, we're here we're surviving. Are we thriving? Gonna be honest, no. But we are surviving and I am trying to make the best of it. Um, Some days are better than others. But anyways, um, today's episode is really, really exciting. We have Megan and Liz on. Um, I will get into them later after this nice intro, this little curated intro I've been working on. Um, Love them. I know so many of you guys probably like grew up watching their YouTube videos just like me or saw them on Oprah with Taylor Swift or on tour or anything else. Anyways, they're really, really cool. I recorded with them back when I was in Nashville last month. It was super, super fun. This is a really fun episode. Also, we talk about Elvis Presley, like so many things. So I'm really into it. I think you guys are really going to love this episode. Just sit back, relax, close your eyes, pretend you're in Mexico on the beach or something, you know, a little bit more fun than stuck in our houses. Um, But anyways, I wanted to share a few things that I have been loving so much lately. We're going to start off with the products. Um, This one should be probably no surprise if you guys know anything about me or any products that I like. Okay. So Summer Fridays just came out with their new lip balm. And let me tell you, this is to die for. Has Summer Fridays done anything bad ever? No, they have yet to put out a bad product. I actually got a package of like three things today that I ordered on Sephora about a month ago. And I'm just now getting because of a bunch of like delivery, whatever. I was an idiot and I think I put the wrong address. But anyways, this lip balm is absolutely incredible. It just is the best thing ever. And I am, I would say I'm a little bit of a lip balm snob. Like I definitely have my faves. I I don't want to say I'm judgmental, but like I just know that there's really good stuff out there and I won't settle for less, right? So this Summer Friday's lip balm, 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10 actually guys it's amazing really good for like an overnight lip mask really good for like just on the go day to day on top of anything like biggest biggest fan oh also um drunk elephant recently came out with a lot of new products so they came out with a whole hairline and then body products as well and i've really been liking them um great hair products i am so excited because my way hair oil finally came in today that i've only been talking about for the past month because it's the only thing that makes my hair look good um so that's the best thing ever but anyways i've been loving the new drunk elephant products specifically their new lotion it's really great not too thick not too thin a little goes a long way 
really like it. I'm a fan. On to the things that I really care the most about in life home decor. Um, So all of my rooftop furniture has now arrived and it is sitting in my garage because um, I cannot somehow get it all the way. That's like four floors that I would have to basically get that all up. And it's like a couch. Like how, what was I thinking? I don't know, guys. So all of that is in my garage, my zebra rug for my room. You know, I'm being really obnoxious in this intro. And the fact that I'm talking about my zebra rug is not helping my case, but my zebra rug is also here, which is exciting. It's in my room. Follow my Instagram if you guys want to see all the room updates. And guys, I'm actually reporting to you from my new office chair. This chair is so freaking cute. It was the last piece of furniture I was waiting on in my office. And it is really just making the room so much cuter. I mean, there was only a desk in here, so we could only go up people. But this office chair is so freaking cute. If you guys want to see this again, my Instagram, YouTube channel, all that stuff. Anyways, love that. Okay. As far as reading goes, guys, I have read 10 books so far during quarantine. And some of those books have been like one book a day. Granted, a few of them have only been like 150 pages. So I mean, big whoop, you know, but I've read 10 books, five of them being in one week. So that is really something Am I still a college student? Yes, but someone's going to have to tell me that because I just keep forgetting that I have classes and I've, you know, there's no excuse. I've always been taking my like academic classes online. So there's just, you know, there's really no excuse, but here we are. I just sit around and I read and then I do my work and then I read some more and I haven't been watching much TV in comparison because I have been reading. So my current fave is the Get Out of Your Head book by Jenny Allen. I think I said this in last week's intro. Anyways, best book ever. Um, Seriously has helped me so much. If you deal with like toxic thinking spirals, I think especially during this time, really amazing. Also speaking of on this time, I, I know I've talked about this, The Elimination of Hurry. That book is really incredible. It's perfect for this time. Just read Love That Last by the Beth Keys and I'm currently reading Hard Made Whole. But anyways, all these books are absolutely incredible. I have become, I mean, I've always been quite the reader. I've loved reading my entire life, but um, this quarantine has really been my reading mood, if you know what I mean. Okay. And then my listen that I'm loving so much, the OK Sis podcast with me, of course. Um, So last week I did their little happy hour. I almost said happy. Their happy hour episode. That was so fun. Um, It was so great. It's up on their podcast. And I had my episode with them and Lauren go up last week. If you guys haven't listened to that, listen, you will love it. Quarantine life update. All in all, it's been good. It's also been very, very bad. Um, Today, I was in a, you know, not the best mood. I got up. I actually did my makeup and I curled my hair for the first time all of quarantine for the past month. But it was really only because I had nothing to vlog. So I was bored. And then I thought I was going to clean. And then I ended up just sitting on my couch and watching true crime all day. And here we are. So hope you guys enjoy this episode. Anyways, um, Megan and Liz are sisters, recording artists. They now have a boutique. They live in Nashville. They are incredible. I will never forget. I I just have this such vivid memories when I was younger watching their covers on YouTube when they were recording like in their kitchen. Their story is really, really cool. They also kind of talk about dealing with failure, like things not going your way in life. And they're just awesome. It's such a fun episode. And we talk about all this. It's just really cool. I hope you guys enjoy. Love you guys so much and hope you enjoy the episode. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. I am very excited to be recording this episode with you guys. I was telling Sarah, okay guys, backstory. We 
actually do have a mutual friend, which we I, actually, I know that we have a lot of mutual friends for sure. Like there's <laughs> like, no way. But Sarah's like, oh my gosh, they're some of my best friends. And I was like, okay, well, they're actually legends. I remember, I literally remember watching you guys when I was like eight. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. YouTube was a day. Yeah, a day. <laughs> we were, I feel old. I feel so old sometimes. I, know, like, I remember those days. Yeah, I remember those days. No, yeah. do you remember? Okay. Not do you remember the other day? So I was watching and like prepping for this episode. Yeah. And I was like, I know there's like some interview with Taylor Swift in it. Yep. And I found it. Like, was that just like the best day of your life or like what? Yes. Yes. I mean, it was like, it literally got me an ex boyfriend back. It was so no good. Way. Like, he oh, saw, wait, did that? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He like broke up with me like three months before that. The whole Taylor Swift Oprah thing happened. And what do you know? He came crawling back. Clout chaser. Am Clout right? chaser. We all know that kind but of guy. That's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, also like Oprah. So like that's yes. one thing. And then like Taylor Swift. Yes. Did yes. you? Ever, okay. You guys went to the concert. I'm assuming though, right? Oh yeah, we did. They actually like filmed the whole thing. And like, I'm really sad. Like I want to ask them if they have it because I would love to see how I reacted in that situation. They only aired the interview and like the whole like shock thing, but they filmed everything else. So oh, yeah. like, wait, can you guys explain really quickly to the listeners in okay. case they don't know what we're talking about? Yeah. Sorry. So basically our junior year of high school, so we were like 16, we got an email from Oprah's producers. Harpo and they were like, Studios. Harpo Studios. Yeah. And they were like, we're doing an episode um, on YouTube talent and we want you guys to interview with the producers. So my mom looked it up because, you know, we're 16. She's like, oh my God, I didn't legit. have a manager. My mom's like, yeah. I guess I'll look it up. So it was legit. So we scheduled the thing. They were like, oh, we're going to ske- like send you a whole professional Skype kit so that, you know, we this can make sure it works. how long ago it was. They yeah. had to send us a video camera because like most people didn't have like a high like, enough quality. Even though we yeah. had a Mac at that point. Yeah. But it still they didn't know Oprah that. It needed to be quality, Oprah level. But. So they sent it. They had it set up, whatever. So we're waiting to interview with the producers. It's like a Friday night. We were both cheerleaders at that time. And we were literally, we missed our bus to go to the cheerleading thing, to the game. So we missed a game. And my mom was like, hey, like, listen, can they move this? Like, they're going to get in so much trouble. They're going to get kicked off their squad if, you know, they miss this game. And the producers are basically like, you want to stay. No, you want to stay. So we were like, fine. So we wait. And then a voice comes on and they're like, hey, the producers are ready for you. And a screen pops up and it was literally Oprah. Yeah. And she's like, hey, so Megan and From Liz. that point on. So you guys didn't know. It was no had, idea. But my mom didn't have any idea. No. We didn't have any idea. And it was, and it then, you know, it was the Taylor Swift as you cover. S- yeah. And as you see it play out, that's exactly what yeah. happened. And the whole time we're looking off to the side, we're looking at our mom like, oh my God. Like, like, mom, did you like, know? Like, is this okay? <laughs> like, did you know? <laughs> Oh my God. So yeah, basically yeah. Oprah came on and then she was like, I have some, she played our cover. She was like, I have somebody else here who wants to say hi, it's Taylor Swift. And then she was like, come to my show in Chicago. We were like, okay. And they sent a limo and it was yeah. the whole thing. It was amazing. I actually like cannot even imagine <laughs> what I would do. Yeah. No, I, we were, I'm still, I'm still in shock. That I, the whole thing day, ever happened. That yeah. was a million years ago. And yeah. it's, but it truly was like, and it's such a claim to fame for us. Like <laughs> any, like it's the most, like, it's one of those things that you pull out when you're like, trying to prove it's like no like it's I like really in your do. breast kit yeah it, it really <laughs> it is it, yeah. it is i mean why Literally. not it's like hey you know what we were one time on oprah with, with taylor swift so no, that's a really hang my hat on that one forever so yeah. oh my gosh okay do you guys want to do a little one minute bio on yourselves well we are twin sisters we were born and raised in michigan literally like the country we used to upload our videos using dial-up internet yep i am one minute older yeah. megan being that Yes, and um, I am Liz. Yeah, we started on YouTube. 
uploaded a lot of videos, got signed to our first record label when we were 18, Mm -hmm. subsequently had a falling out with that record label at 21, recovered. Now we are influencers slash still do music and own our own boutique here in Nashville called Epic Rain. (laughs) I just had a flashback to like some video you guys posted forever ago talking about this fallout. It was rough. Yeah. You guys lived in LA, right? Oh yeah. I'm not going crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay. How long did you live in LA? Like a year and a half. half Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. And then you moved here. Well, we we moved to Nashville right after high school. So when we were 18 and then we moved to LA for a year and a half then moved back here. Yeah. To Nashville. Because basically when the label like dissolved, we had literally nowhere to go we had nothing we we literally didn't know what we were going to do and we had like no real access to like our money to like really anything and so we were like, like our channel to yeah oh, yeah to our channel to everything that that had made us money so we were like well let's not like stay in LA where it's really expensive mm-hmm. and like we don't know anybody like let's be closer to like family and kind of like where we grew up which is you know grew up for like two years <laughs> in Nashville so it's a horrible time <laughs> It was. <laughs> so anyways, it was a horrible time. And uh, that actually sucks. Okay, we're going to get back to that. Let's quickly do hot seat. Yeah. Okay. First question. My favorite question. What is the best purchase you've made under $100 in the past six months? Okay, I bought a coffee maker. Like a legit Ooh. just... Mm-hmm. regular I think it's like a Mr. Coffee and it was like $30 <laughs> wait you're actually gonna laugh I have a story to tell you after this story. okay <laughs> but I just I I had like you know I would have the Keurigs and I would have like the like think about buying the espresso machines whatever and it's like no you know what I like some Dunkin Donuts from the bag <laughs> coffee Mr. Coffee machine coffee and it has just been like every day I'm like wow today's my day I get to make coffee again so great yeah I can imagine that you feel really put together doing that so a few days ago I got to my Airbnb uh-huh. and there was a like Mr. Coffee machine yeah. or whatever and I'm just an idiot like I've only ever had a Keurig I had an espresso I couldn't even use an espresso yeah, like it's, it's been sitting in my house in LA like so absolutely ridiculous yeah so I get there and I like text my friend Keaton who's coming with us and I send her a photo. I'm like, do you know how to use this kind of coffee maker? So embarrassing. The weekend before, this coffee maker is haunting me right now. I was at my mom's <laughs> new lake house and it's like a rental property. Yeah. And so she's putting everything together for like everyone who's coming to rent. They have this coffee machine. I'm like, mom, I have no idea how to use this. And then I like posted on Instagram and everyone, I mean, also like I was asking for it at that point to like oh, look yeah. stupid. Yeah. I'm like, guys, I like post a screenshot. And I'm like, cool, let's just travel together. Like we're just dumb. Anyways, I did end up figuring it out from a YouTube video and I posted and everyone was very proud of me. Yes. But it's actually not that difficult. I've come to find out. You just have to know. No, no, yeah. It, yeah. It is, like, it's, it's different from like if you haven't used it in a while or like if you're used to a Keurig. Like there's a few more yeah. steps. But I personally think the coffee is better. Oh like, no, Keurig coffee is definitely bad. That's what I drink every yeah. day and I know that it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that's definitely bad. Like I need to transition. I think maybe I feel a lot more empowered now that I know how to use this yes, coffee honey. maker. So maybe I'll like make my transition, you know? Wow. Yeah. Well, Mr. Coffee, $30. Yeah, Look see, out. exactly. That's, that's so much better actually. Okay. So my favorite purchase under $100 recently. So Abercrombie and Fitch jeans fit me like they were made for my body and they had a giant clearance sale. So I got a pair of white jeans for spring, summer for $24.99. No, you posted this on your story the other day, didn't you? Uh, Literally. Their jeans wow. have ever since high school. And so I was so happy when they took the little thing off the butt because yeah, I couldn't wear them for bit, years because yeah. it was embarrassing. And now nobody knows, but they fit my body perfectly. 
All right, guys, we are going to quickly take a break to talk about Caliper. You guys know how much I love Caliper CBD. I have really fallen in love with CBD over the past three weeks. It really helps me sleep, and I've been a little bit more stressed, and I've definitely been having a lot of problems sleeping, which I've never really had before, but Caliper CBD has really, really, really helped me sleep and kind of de-stress a little bit. So what's great about CBD is that it helps you feel better without making drastic changes to your routine, but let's be real, I think the droppers have a really funny taste to them. I just don't love them and I just don't think it's the best that science has to offer right now. So that is where Caliber comes in. It's a better way to consume CBD. So basically they believe that everyone deserves to feel better naturally and that drastic changes shouldn't be required. So that's why they made a more precise and reliable CBD product that's easier to take than CBD oil. Easier. I love that. You get all the benefits of CBD in a tasteless dissolvable powder that your body absorbs more rapidly. So you can feel better naturally without upending your your lifestyle. You can put it in your morning coffee, smoothies, evening tea, mocktails, protein shakes, water, anything. My personal fave, as I told you guys in, I think last week, is my evening tea. It really helps me wind down and kind of just chill after the day. I love Caliper CBD. I love their pre-measured packets. They don't taste like grass. They're easy to mix into food and drink, and it just makes it overall just so much easier. It's also clinically proven to be superior to standard CBD oil. So Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes. And it's clinically proven that your body absorbs 450% more CBD with Caliper compared to others. There's always precisely 20 milligrams in each packet, so you never question how much CBD you are taking again. So Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs that you can get started for under $20. Individual 20 milligram packets give you the maximum benefits of CBD wherever you go. Unlike some products out there, Caliper is completely THC free, all the goodness of CBD with no high. All natural, non-GMO ingredients, no fillers, added chemicals, or artificial flavors. Get 20% off your first order when you use promo code ILOVEYOU at trycaliper.com slash ILOVEYOU. Again, that is 20% off your first order when you use promo code ILOVEYOU you at trycaliper.com slash I love you. Caliper is so sure you'll love the product. They even offer a 30 day money back guarantee. So again, that is trycaliper.com slash I love you. And don't forget promo code. I love you for 20% off your first order. Okay, guys, let's get back into the episode. They've done like a rebrand, haven't they? they? Have. Oh yeah. They that's good what stuff now. And like, no one really knows because no one goes into Abercrombie. Yeah, but like you're in it first. Newsflash. So, yeah. Look online. Go in the stores. Yeah. It got better. <laughs> it got better. Okay. Next question. Um, What is the worst trend you have ever taken part in? Worst trend. I take part in like a lot of them. She does. At, like <laughs> embarrassingly so. I would say the thing that pops out to me was those tights that looked like you were wearing like a garter. Do you remember? Ooh, this is like a while what? ago. You you might you don't might not remember this trend. Urban Outfitters. Urban they were. Outfitters had these tights. It was like they were tights and then they had like a black. Oh thing no, right I here. know what I'm about. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. And then they had like a stripe right here. With the circle like skirts. Sheer, with a circle yes. skirt. That's literally there are so many, so many photos of me <laughs> wearing that combination. And I just I look back and I'm like, you look like you're in Moulin Rouge. And it's just oh, not, my gosh. It's just not for you. But it just wasn't, it wasn't your vibe. No. Yeah. And also it's just like, it's like just so like stamps, like the year 2013 and like, Literally, it's, just, yeah. it's just, it's just horrible. And, and I loved it. At that time, it was all of those like Starbucks Frappuccinos and the secret menu that were big and like you yep. would post those photos no. with the like the Instagram filters and the white bars in yep. your photos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to like 
text you a photo. So it's going to be that. See, so you can see exactly the photo that I'm envisioning in my head it's of rough. this horrific time in my life. But yeah, so I would say that. I would say that. I'd say mine is a tie between French pedicure on my toes and feather <gasps> paid somebody to put a feather in my hair. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Like that. I... Mm, like I literally paid 35 extra dollars one time for somebody to bead a feather into my hair that lasted like, you can't wash that. No, that actually (laughs) is so like, how did that become popular too? Because it's such a random thing. It's not like, like, it's not like that's just something you see often and they bring it back. Like that was just random. I feel like it was like a Kesha kind of like dirty, like, oh, like I'm like, you know, like grimy. The the thing is, is like feathers in my hair. That wasn't me. It wasn't you at all. You that's never been you. No. No. So, so. and just, you know, toes looking Moulin like fingers. Rouge, Moulin Rouge and dirty Kesha slash finger toes. Finger toes. Love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, last question. What is your favorite place in Nashville? Oh, oh Barcelona wine bar. Even though I know it's a chain, but Barcelona is my favorite restaurant in Nashville. The I vibe, agree. the food, everything. I'm trying to think of like place that's maybe like not a restaurant. Uh, well, okay, this is a restaurant, but the view is the best is um at a bourbon steak in oh. on the top of the Marriott, which is like a brand new building has, I think, the best view in Nashville. Like it's yes. just like it's a glass windowed like whole thing. And I feel so bougie when I'm up there and I just love it. So. You love bougie. I you really do. I thrives on bougie. Thrive on feeling so bougie. <laughs> Really that is do. so funny. I am currently watching Nashville. Okay. Honestly, Ooh. kind of happened as a coincidence, but whatever. I'm obsessed with like, I mean, I'm obsessed with the whole show. Yeah. I'm also from Texas and everyone's always told me I would love Nashville because like I love LA. I love Dallas. Like yeah. it just kind of yeah. like makes sense. No, this show is the best thing that ever happened to me. I, I watched Nashville. Oh my gosh. I yeah. was literally, we were driving around today and I was like, that looks like Deacon Claiborne's house. And my friends, like, has no idea. I'm like, no, seriously, Deacon probably lived there. And I was like, Raina James has like walked this street, I think. Like, oh, I saw Connie Britton one time at on the a, airport. Yeah, at the Nashville airport. And that was like when I was like in deep in Nashville and Friday Night Lights. Oh, yeah. So I saw her and I was literally like whacking Liz. I was like, Liz. I was like, Connie Britton. That was a big <laughs> thrill for us. Yeah. I really don't know what I would do. Like, I... I'm not someone who fangirls over anyone, but I think yeah. that would do it for yeah. me. Like yeah. there, I have met people who are like totally didn't think anything of yeah. it. Her, I would, I would lose my mind. I think she was one of mine for sure. Beautiful. I love her. Yep. <laughs> also, Sarah told me I need to talk about Elvis with you guys. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. I'm saying oh that so I don't forget it, but we're going to be talking about Elvis. Okay. okay. Let's talk about like kind of your overall like music career and how that started. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about like especially like the falling out and like the horrible time, like how, what you guys yeah. did, but kind of take us to like the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always knew we wanted to be singers like yeah. together. Like it was just something that we were born. Like, I know that sounds so cliche, but like literally our entire lives, we were always singing, always performing together, like always writing together. I taught myself how to play the guitar when I was 13. And then basically we just started writing on the guitar and then YouTube became a thing. We started doing covers because... Well, we had Music MySpace first. Oh, we did. Actually, we had like 100,000 friends on Music MySpace. Which was like... That's a lot, especially. Yeah. 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 And so then when we started YouTube, I feel like those fans kind of like transitioned over. Mm -hmm. But then we also... To start. Yeah. To start. And then like YouTube, like when we say that we were on the beginning edge of YouTube and like, that's how we were successful. Mm -hmm. Like 
I mean, it's true. And and there was no there was no two girls at the time doing mm-hmm. what we did. And like there was the YouTube homepage, which was like, you know, the Instagram popular and, page yeah. back in the day. I mean, like when you got just, on it, it was good for you. And we would always get on it because we were just doing something different because there was two of us. Mm-hmm. And so then we would just put out our original songs that were like not very good. Well, some of them were pretty good. Some of them still slap. And then like our like little covers. And then, yeah, then we just kind of got this like following. And, yeah, then, and then the Oprah thing happened. And then like got a, us some clout. Yeah. And then yeah. a year later, our first record label reached out and it was like a 360 deal. So it was like social media and music management too. management. Yeah. And then we signed that had like a whirlwind 2012 like yeah that was like the peak of our career yeah because like, the label actually paid to like have like our our single bad for me like you know it was in a macy's commercial just an audi commercial it was an audi commercial we played the thanksgiving day parade like it was a top 40 song and it was all it was truly just freaking wild and we were on 42 planes in a month and a half yep. like craziest crazy. time yeah. of our lives yeah and then shortly after we put out another song with like literally our song writing like idols they've written like every single pop song which that you is love. max martin and Savin kotesha and shellback and shellback and Which they, they did all of like Taylor Swift's like 1989. Like yeah. they're literally it's crazy. They were our songwriting idols. Yeah. And so we put out a song with them. And then at that Which point. Which song was that? It's called Release You. you. Okay, yeah. Then we put, yeah, we put that out. And then kind of around that time, we like sensed that like the label was like really only caring about us as an artist at that time, but like still not really like they were. And then. Yeah, something was weird. Like I remember yeah. at the end of that, like we were trying so like everything that we would send them was just like they weren't impressed like they were like these are good these are good these are good and we thought it was because we weren't doing something that was shocking enough we weren't doing anything that was good enough and like whatever but it just turns out that like the head of the label woke up one day and was like i don't want to i don't want to have a label anymore he was like i want to just like manage youtube channels and we were like what Uh, yeah (laughs) so then we were basically so like we had this song with like max martin that was like supposed to be like our follow-up to bad for me which had done freaking amazing for us and we were like so excited about it and then like it just got all just like squashed basically and then literally our manager like was just like you know what like i'm so sorry but like we can't work with you anymore the label's closing good luck and we were like gosh cool and so that's like kind of the whole like it's our like main sob story. But I mean, yeah. it really like because we were so sheltered, like we had been we were 18 and we were like had been with this label who literally did every, held our hands through everything, did our did everything for us. And then all of a sudden it was like we're 21 and we were like, now what? Yeah, which was crazy because at 21, that seems so, you know, like that's really young, especially now because we're 27. Yeah, it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So then basically it took us like a few years to get our music back, to get our YouTube channel back. Yeah, what does that process? Because they own everything, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was just like a lot of, a lot of trouble, like getting that back and just figuring out, you know, the whole back end of like our deal and all that stuff. But basically it's like, now it's all sorted out. It's figured out, but it kind of left us in a limbo for a solid amount of years. And because you can't really like go elsewhere, right? Like, what happens with that? I mean, that? You, you can go elsewhere, but at the same time, it's like... It's in- so much messier. It's like yeah. going into a new relationship after you just had like the worst breakup ever. And, you, and all of your stuff <laughs> okay. was still in that person's house. And yeah. You couldn't get it back. Like, yeah. It's just like, oh. <laughs> and also like at the time, like nobody understood what, what we were or like, mm-hmm. they were like, what do you mean you have a YouTube channel? Like, what does that mean? What do you mean? mean you do social media and, and we were you're like, a musician? Yeah. 
And so basically every label that we met with wanted to have like all of our brand deals. And we were like, oh, no, like, <laughs> no. And then also like we went through a really big phase where we were like, do we even want to do this anymore? Because at that point we were 21, 22. And it's just like, we were really heartbroken over the whole thing. Oh yeah. We were yeah. like, we need to decide like if we really want to do this anymore because like we, we are at the point now where it's like we could have a whole new life. We could go mm-hmm. back to school. We could like, you know, we could do whatever we wanted. But then we decided, you know what? I think we do want to do it again. And we just have continually put out music since then. But mm-hmm. yeah. All right, guys, really quickly. I just wanted to talk to you guys about something that is perfect for the time that we are in. We are going to talk about Beachbody. So Beachbody On Demand, um, it comes as no surprise that we are all stuck in our homes for a little while. One thing that I have been doing, I have been working out from home and I've actually found this new love that I have for working out from home. It's not something that I thought I would actually like. So with Beachbody On Demand, you're able to work out and even take classes in the comfort of your own home with Beachbody On Demand. Beachbody On Demand is the easy to use streaming service that gives you instant access to over 1300 super effective workouts suited for anybody at any time. The secret to getting results is getting started. So I think this is the perfect time to start this one. We're stuck in our houses. You don't have an option. And two, even when this quarantine is over, um, I kind of always like being a little bit in shape before I hit the gym or a class or something, because, you know, I don't want to like go and just be so out of shape and everyone else is so much better than me. You know what I'm saying? So you guys know me and my at-home workouts. I have just been putting Beachbody on my iPad and working out in my living room on my cute little yoga mat. I've been doing some yoga classes. Also, I've actually been doing some dance workouts, which I wouldn't normally take a dance class or like a dance workout maybe in front of people because I just don't really trust my moves that much. So this has been a really comfortable space for me to actually do that. It's been really fun. It's also great. You can work out on your own schedule. There are workouts that are as short as 10 minutes that don't even require extra equipment. It's amazing. So right now my listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text I love you to 303030. So it's just I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U to 303030. You will get free access to this entire platform for free free, all the workouts, the nutrition information and support totally free. So again, just text. I love you. That's no spaces. Totally spelled out. I L O V E Y O U to 303030. So anyways, hope you guys are enjoying this episode and let's get back to it. I feel like especially young, like to have a lifestyle kind of pop off like that. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. During the crazy, what, 2012? Yeah. What was like your favorite thing or like the coolest experience or someone you met that was super cool. I'm sure there was like Gosh. a ton. So keep listing them all. Feel free. Okay. No, well, I've, I've got like two. So number one, the Taylor Swift Oprah thing came back full circle because we saw her at when we were both playing iHeartRadio mm-hmm. in Vegas, the the iHeartRadio like festival. festival. And somehow our manager lined up for us to like go meet her backstage. And she was like, she sang our like bad for me, which was our song. Yeah. She was She's like, like oh I gosh. turn it up every time it comes on the radio in Nashville. And we were like, oh. she, was, she, was, she was like bad for me. Oh, oh. She like sang And we it. were like, we were and literally like that to me was like the best full circle moment. Yeah. And then we saw Katy Perry was recording in the studio next to us at one point. And she came over to say hi to the producer. Cause and, it's the same producer. Like yeah. that was like, 
And we she like, like not- saw our little picture because we had brought like our producers like a little present. And she was like, oh my God, Megan and Liz, I've been hearing a lot about you guys right now. She's like, you guys are blowing up. And I was like, literally Liz and I like love Katy Perry and Taylor Swift for like equal. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So like Liz and I literally, I don't think we spoke. No, we I didn't. really don't think because we were so caught off we guard. We were so caught off guard. I looked so bad. She even was like, she was wearing flip flops and socks. Like that. Katy day. Perry was wearing flip flops and socks. Yeah. And she was, so, she's like, don't look at my feet. And we were like, oh, oh, oh my gosh, Katy Perry. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then also we were on so many circuits with Ed Sheeran Amazing during that year. Man. Cause that's when like a team was like just popping off. Oh my gosh. We shared dressing wow. rooms with that man. Mm-hmm. We had like a random RV in North Carolina. It was just us on the show. It was Ed us Sheeran and, Ed. and us. And nice they, man. And the dressing room was literally like an RV, like a little like Winnebago RV. <laughs> and we were just like, we we're just hanging out with like Ed Sheeran, like in the, you know, just in cool. a little RV. Such a cool dude. Such a great He's guy. He's as cool and... as everybody hopes he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then another moment that was like amazing was, so like basically when a radio station plays like your song, they can play it as like a power song. And Buffalo, New York played it as a power song. Like they played it as much as they did Taylor Swift. And so the entire, we played a show in the arena and the entire arena sang Bad For Me because they played it like it was a power song. They played it enough so everybody knew every word. And like that is a moment I will truly never forget. It was just like, wow, everybody in this arena knows this song. So that is, yeah, that's yeah. actually crazy. How, okay, performing and stuff, mm-hmm. this may be a stupid question, but do you, like, did you ever stop getting nervous or were it like, mm-hmm. really? Okay, see, I feel like yeah. I would be terrified all the time. Wait, so what was the process though? Honestly, like, I, I see, I'm nervous again now when we play shows, For but sure. it got to a point where it was so second nature. It was like, we were doing it as much as we slept, if not more. So it was yeah. like, okay. Like, let me just walk into this room. Like, it turned into, like, just a second nature, like... And I also think yeah. an arena is easier to it play is. than, like, a room of, like, 40 people. Because you can't, you can't... You can see maybe four people in the arena. Yeah. And then in a small room, you can see all Everybody's 300 space. of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, yeah, not that I've ever played in an arena, but <laughs> I... No, I always say it's so much easier to... Because in school, we'd have to, like whatever in front of 30 people that I know that was the most nerve-wracking thing for me ever but if I do any speaking that's what like a thousand three that like I would rather do that Mm -hmm. than do like talk to a 30 person room same absolutely because everybody's looking you right in the eyes and they're like yeah "Mm -hmm." and then you like know them too yeah I'm like I don't want to like yeah no okay so I want to talk about LA and Nashville yeah so we're in LA what neighborhood you live in we lived in Brentwood Okay, cool. Actually, very close to the O.J. Simpson house, which we didn't realize till we moved away. We watched, <laughs> really? Yeah, we yeah. watched the show, and I was like, "That literally looks like our neighborhood. Like, oh my gosh, it's like so close, and it was right there, which is you know, big true crime fans." So I was like, "Oh my god, wow!" That but, neighborhood is so built up now. They have yeah. like Alfred over there. So there's a new hot Pilates over there. There's John and Vinny's is there. Like, yeah, actually, because everyone, all my friends were like living there and they moved back to West Hollywood because they're like, everyone's old and it's kind of boring. But now it's like really young and like more fun. It's so nice. So it's beautiful. It's like a great area. Okay. So how do you, how did you feel in LA? Like, what was your experience versus like LA versus Nashville? So we always say we had like incredible friends out there, like to this day, still some of our best friends, but just like the day to day life versus Nashville was so much harder as far as like traffic and like just, you know, overall just 
the ease of everything, just like the parking and like, I mean, granted, it's going up here too now. Like, yeah. you know, it's getting harder to live here, but it was mostly honestly the traffic that really, cause I, I, we literally felt like we were in our car more than we were our apartment. And the time change like isn't huge, but like it's enough to kind of make you feel like it's like, oh, I got to think about like, is my mom still awake? Yeah. Like, you know, and it just kind of just didn't at, at the end of the day, just really didn't feel like a place that we wanted to like settle down. And like, yeah. And honestly, sensing the guys out there, I never really felt like I was going to meet anybody that yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to actually be able to settle down with at like a reasonable age. So <laughs> no. Yeah. You don't get married until or like even meet someone until you're like 30. Yes. Out there. Yeah. If that it's okay. I love LA, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, I've been in Dallas in the past like month and a half mm -hmm. and I have so much more time to do things now mm -hmm. because I'm not in the car all the time. Yes. My Okay, so I lived in Studio City. My school okay. was kind of in Brentwood. Mm -hmm. So like that's an hour drive. Easily. But I would go work out in West Hollywood first. So I would break it up by 30 by 30 minutes. Then the studio that I record this podcast in is in West Hollywood. Oh. And then everything else. Like I literally was gone for like 13 hours a day. Yes. Without a doubt. Yeah, so bad. And then it's even more expensive because I had a dog. when Because at oh. first I, my school wasn't that far away and I was working from home and doing school from home. So that's why. But it was like, it, it, everything there is just harder to do. And it is. It's, it's like even going to the grocery store is a whole ordeal. Yes. Taxing. It is. It's exhausting. Yeah. It, it was just so much. Okay. Also, okay, let's just talk about Elvis because I need to know. <laughs> I went to Sarah's the other day. By the other day, I mean yesterday. I'm going back tomorrow as well to the Belgalo. Yes. And we sat on her couch and talked about. I mean, literally everything, but mainly like presidential scandals, true crime, all that stuff for forever. And then conspiracy theories. And then somehow Elvis got brought up. She's like, yes. you literally have to talk to Megan <laughs> about Elvis because they're obsessed. So I need to know, like, please, please elaborate on this. So I read a book that changed my life. I think if I think everybody should read it truly. Elvis and Me by Priscilla Presley. I don't have you read it? No, I need to now. I don't even I do. know if, if Sarah's read it. Oh, she needs to. But basically, it's just like it's. Priscilla Presley like wrote about like her whole experience like being like courted by him when he was like younger and when she was young and like their whole life in Memphis and just like their whole like his young success in Hollywood and like his oh my gosh it is just I just think he's just like such an interesting human being and like there's a lot that I think gets overlooked that's kind of like a little bit sketchy like like if that know, happened now yeah. Like, I mean, so basically how he met Priscilla was like he had one of his like friends who was living with him in Germany at the time when he was drafted, like literally go and like find Priscilla basically and like found her on a bus when she was 13. And he was and his friend was like, hey, like, do you know Elvis Presley? And she was like, of course, I know Elvis Presley. I'm a 13 year old girl. And then like he literally was like, I'm going to have Elvis meet you. Like, I, I think Elvis would really like you. So like Elvis literally like goes to her parents and is like, hey, like can Priscilla come over like two hours away and like just hang out with me? Yeah, that's um, alarming. Like, if that happened today. Oh, and then, and then, no. her, and then his then her parents were like fine with it because he was Elvis and he was famous. And they just like let her like go over like all the time. And like they claimed that they never like did anything like inappropriate until she was like 18 or so whatever. they waited five years. Supposedly. Yeah. Oh, oh, and like they paid for like or like, Elvis paid for Priscilla to live in Memphis and go to like a private school in Memphis when she was like in high school, like and live in that his house, so like live bizarre. in Grayson when she was 15 and 16. But basically, wait, you like Elvis too? Well, you like no, Elvis? I like any sort of this. I like to hear okay. this stuff. Yeah. Well, you should come to uh, Memphis with Sarah because... I'm saving our Graceland trip. Yeah, we haven't been to Graceland. We haven't not been to Graceland okay, yet. Yeah, and no. Sarah wants to go. She wants to go. 
you want to go? I'm there. I want to go. Let's all go together. No, I'm seriously there. I'm not <laughs> even kidding. But basically, it's just like there's a lot of scandal, a lot of tea. And like, you know, he just he kind of he like preferred her with like a lot of makeup. And like he like preferred her with like her hair a certain way. And basically just like groomed her to be like his like perfect wife and this whole thing, which I'm like, I don't know. It's I don't. I'm not saying I agree with it, but it is definitely something that like needs to be looked into. And I don't know why nobody talks about it. So. Yeah, literally, <laughs> I've heard so many things about Elvis and I've never heard that. Yeah. That is crazy. Okay, so obviously it doesn't really matter. He's an adult at this point, but how yeah. old was he when she was 13? He was, I want to say 26 or 27. Oh my gosh. I was thinking younger 20s. I, I an adult. Be, <gasps> I could be wrong, but I know that he was in his mid to late 20s because when they got married, he was like... I know, like in his late twenties or like early thirties. But yeah, it was it was a whole thing. You should really read the book. I will man. actually is, read the book. It is yeah. hot tea. Like I'm really is. into all this stuff. Not that this is in any way related, but I've been reading a lot of celebrity books as of lately. Did I you read, read Jessica Simpson. Yes, that's oh. what I read. Have you read it? Uh, oh, I know. I have. She I have. has. Yeah. Okay. Blew my mind. So John Mayer though. Good. Okay. Yeah. John Mayer. Unreal. Nick Lachey. Okay. I have to say he's really been popping back up lately because oh, yeah. of this book. And then also Love is Blind. Love Blind. Yeah. No, that book was so good. I'm yeah. also like from, I mean, my hometown experience in Texas is very different than hers. Like I grew in like, it was not a small town. My yeah. dad was not a pastor, like nothing like that. But like, I know the type. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. And then, and like, we kind of lived not too far from each other. So I have a lot of family friends, like a girl who worked for my dad for forever used to babysit them. Oh. Like she was their nanny growing up, like things like that. And then also now I'm reading Demi Moore's book. That's also oh, I really good. To read that one next. It's really good. It's like really just like crazy. The stuff that has happened to her, I'm like, how? And like, it's not even to the point where like that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Like that yeah. would be overlooked. It's just like, it's a really sad story, honestly. Oh gosh, okay. But I mean, I'm not done with it yet. So like yeah. maybe it gets like happier, you know? Up. I mean, I'm sure it does as her career takes off, but it was crazy. But yeah, okay. I need to go to all of this. Dude, Elvis and John Mayer, John Mayer after the Jessica Simpson book has sent me into a deep dive of John Mayer music. And I'm like, wow. Like just the way that he like used her for like his musical like endeavors and like, oh, oh it's, it's just crazy. It's Okay, guys, just a real quick break to talk to you guys about Organifi Red Juice. So, you know, as you get older and you slowly but surely start to become your mom, um, I am really realizing that these days. My mom is all about her immune system and all about being healthy. And that is why Organifi Red Juice is the best thing to be sharing with you guys during these times. The world is really scary. And the best thing that we can do is to stay healthy for ourselves and those around us. So that's why I wanted to talk to you guys about Organifi Red Juice today. So with Organifi Red Juice, you get a full spectrum of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Preparing it only takes 30 seconds. You just add a scoop to water at midday and enjoy it. No shopping, chopping, juicing, or blending, which also means no mess, guys. Can we get an amen? Okay. Also, I really like to drink it in the afternoon because it boosts energy. And you know, when you hit that midday slump around like 2 or 3 p.m. and you're not going to get anything done, that is when I head downstairs and I make my red juice. I love that I get a lot more natural energy and a boost in immunity. It was so easy to just throw into my routine. It's a really nice thing, a nice pick-me-up in the middle of the day. And also, I feel so much better drinking this and taking care of myself in times like these. So Organifi Red Juice ships right to your door so you never have to run to the store. They also have a recurring delivery included in subscriptions, which is so freaking nice. So basically, it can be automatically delivered on your schedule. 
It's certified USDA organic. It's also dairy-free, gluten-free, keto-friendly, soy-free, and 100% vegan. So you guys can order any Organifi product today and you'll get 15% off Organifi.com slash I love you. That's Organifi.com, which is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash I love you for 15% off any product. Again, Organifi.com slash I love you. That's I love you completely spelled out. I-L-O-V-E. Y-O-U for 15% off any product. I want you guys staying healthy. I want you staying energized and having the best time while staying at home. So don't forget to check out Organifi. Um, It'll be in my weekly newsletter as well. All right, let's get back to the episode. I didn't even honestly, like when I think of Jessica Simpson, I never even like, I forgot that she'd even dated John Mayer somehow. Yeah. And so my uncle like works in radio. So I had met literally like everyone I thought around like probably like 10 plus years ago because he was at in Texas for a little bit kind of and so I went to like all the Jingle Ball concerts I mm-hmm. met like literally everyone like Beyonce and oh. I, okay I look back and like the time frame doesn't make sense but she was with Destiny's Child okay. so I don't know when they officially broke up I was young like I was wearing yeah. children's place at this point and she complimented <laughs> my outfit and I know that I was wearing children's place because I know the coat that I was wearing it was a patchwork quilt and it, there was like fur around it and that's no. when Kendi Elizabeth was born I'm literally not kidding I've said that so many times but yeah I felt very cool then anyways I met Jessica Simpson on the cliche and I have like a photo with them when I'm probably like six years I'll old see it. I would love to see it oh I'll post it don't worry okay, I actually oh my gosh I need to find that photo and post it now Please. what am I what see this is like I don't capitalize on anything it's quality content that yeah. is quality content if I had a photo with Jessica Simpson I would be posting it <laughs> yeah. I, it would be my default photo no I need to be I follow everyone in her life now like I'm so invested also okay guys if you haven't listened or read the book so her Jessica Simpson collection they reported one billion Billion, dollars in annual sales in 2014 Mm -hmm. I had no idea that that had ever done so well and then it's weird because the first thing I think of it is like really comfortable shoes I remember when I was younger my mom and all my aunts had these like Jessica Simpson yeah. wedges that because I feel like oh yeah. I still have a pair of Jeff- Jessica Simpson like black heels that are my that go-to are go-to black heels because I can wear them all night they don't yes hurt. yeah and she talks about because like Ben kind of took her in and was like the key to someone's like soul is their like soul yep. of their shoe yeah. and that makes sense because that was like the first thing and that's kind of what the whole thing was like based on almost and yeah. it makes sense because even before I read that I was thinking about that so props to her what a businesswoman yes. we love her I really would love to know how much money Nick Lachey actually got in that divorce but so much so much money I mean she insinuates it she doesn't give a number I guess I kind of respect her privacy but not really okay anyways yeah, what- no, <laughs> post it post it <laughs> I'm like just like you can sh- not share it share it like just post it <laughs> we respect your privacy but share like, it he's share making money off love is, love is blind now just don't worry about yeah. it yeah no seriously okay what was life in Nashville like when you guys got back from LA oh awful yeah it was really hard yeah not gonna sugarcoat it at all like yeah like I like slipped into like a deep depression like I didn't leave my bed for three months and like honestly I'm really glad that I went through that though because I feel like it really sounds cheesy but like once you go through like that crippling like can't leave your bed feeling it's like you really feel like you can do anything when you overcome it so now anytime I start to feel that creep in I'm like no 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 it's fine. You got it. Like yeah, she spent a lot of time like up in Michigan. Yeah. Like, right after like kind of figure just my life out. out. Like, yeah. Like your mom and her, your mom, our, our mom. mom. <laughs> and then like that left me alone in Nashville in a city where I didn't know anybody. And so really the time when we should have been together, we were apart. We were apart. It was weird. Yeah, it was really weird. But it forced us to kind of like do things differently. And like it forced me to go out and make friends and like 
you know, some of those friends I literally still have today mm-hmm. and like, I'm grateful for it. But yeah, it was, it tough. was tough, but I feel like now there's no other place that I would rather be. And I just, you know, we both met like our, our husbands. Almost yeah. Well, husband. you met your husband because of well, my yeah. fiance. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, how, okay. I'm going to ask that question like a second. I'm like <laughs> pausing. What was your daily life like in Nashville when you got back? It was just, it was really trying to figure out what to do because we couldn't do a lot because we were still tied up with our old label, but it was still trying to figure out like, okay, what does our day-to-day life look like now that we don't have a label and now that we're in Nashville? So it was like, it it was a lot of like kind of just making things up to do like, because we couldn't do videos at that point. Yeah, because we couldn't post them because then all of the money that we would make from it would go to our old label and we wouldn't get it. I made a lot of cupcakes. Yeah. Like I really like picked up took some up hobbies. Kind of what yeah. I, I started going out a lot. Like you I started did. like drinking a lot, which is like not you, not me. But like you know, there was kind of nothing else to do, and I just like thought that like that was like making friends. Was like you know, in Nashville, it's just a drinking city. So like I would just go drink all the time, and like yeah, <laughs> I mean hey, but it was I I don't regret that. Like it was really fun, but you know, yeah. Well, I like I'm trying to actually think about that. That's also. I think it has to be so weird too when you have your artists that are also like really heavily on social media. Yeah. Which now is what everyone wants. Mm-hmm. But like you guys really were like the first to do that. So I can't even imagine like not like not having that mm-hmm. like the YouTube yeah. channel or anything. That was what defined us. Truly what defined us forever. And the fact and that also it was we taken couldn't, away. Was, we couldn't talk about it either. Oh yeah. We couldn't yeah. talk about what was happening. Like, yeah. Because legally it was like slander if we were like you know bad mouthing our label or like whatever so everyone was like what are y'all doing bad mouthing just saying what happened yeah Yeah. what are y'all doing we're like we literally are we can't talk about it like we're just on to the next thank you yeah it was just so so weird weird. (laughs) yeah that was awful okay on to a happier topic yeah okay how did you meet your husband and then your like fiance almost husband well so my fiance and I we met when so at the time, Wit, my fiance, was in a duo with um, another guy and they were signed to the same label as us. So they set us up on a co-write. When we were when, 16. Yeah, we were 16 years old. Oh, and wow. Then yeah. The second I saw Wit, I was like, oh my God, I love him. But mm-hmm. like he was dating somebody. I was dating somebody for like years. So eventually when we moved back to Nashville, we like reconnected and we started dating after like I had broken up with like my long term like on and off again high school boyfriend. And finally, we were like, oh my gosh, we're both, we're both single. Let's start dating. And then two years into our relationship, somehow it ended up that his best friend. Like childhood best friend. They've known each other since like fourth grade. We all four were on a random trip together because no one else. I, I paid for this like condo in Destin for spring break and, and we nobody invited, went. And we invited everybody. I like, was like, I paid for it. Just come. Like we were like, almost <laughs> like we were like, we will literally pay you to just come on this beach trip with us. And yeah. the only person that could come was Weston. was Weston. And so it was just the four of us. And I was dating somebody else at the time, but like it was just the four of us on this trip. And then sure know. enough, they started dating and they literally yeah. dated for a year and a half, got married yeah. after two and a half years and before even Whit and I were engaged. Yeah. And so now they're happily married. I'm happily engaged. We're a weird, it's a, foursome. It's a weird yeah. thing. Worked out though. <laughs> yeah. That is so convenient, actually. It is. Yeah. You basically are just marrying another set of twins, kind of, you know? Basically. Literally. Yes. Literally. Yeah. So, okay, they're from, where are they from though? Memphis. Memphis. Oh, that is so yeah. convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. actually amazing. Yeah. Was wedding planning like really, really well? But for both of you, like the most stressful thing ever. 
Mm, no. no, I I thought I was going to be more because I'm more type A than Liz is like I'm the type A twin. And I feel like I've been very laid back. Don't you? You have like I'm like, it's fine. Well, we always <laughs> say that like we've kind of had these moments where like and we do have these moments mm-hmm. like in our lives where it's like it is all about you. Like where it's like you have an album release or you have this or you have like whatever a like a, fo- a photo shoot, a music video. And like I feel like a wedding is like so not. It, I mean, it is that, but at the end of the day, it's like, it doesn't really matter like how you look or how I'm you, more like, excited about the marriage because yeah. I've had that moment where like all my pictures are being taken. Exactly. And, like, so it's Whereas like, lot, I just, think, I think a lot of girls like don't have that. And it's like, I can see why that would be an immense amount of pressure. Uh-huh. Whereas before we're for us, we've like, nah, everybody's seen us like at our best, like and, and our worst and our worst. <laughs> and we're like, whatever, like things have gone horribly wrong for shows and like, whatever. It's just, it is what it is. But yeah. Yeah. I've never been the person like I didn't grow up making a Pinterest board or like yeah. I literally have only recently learned about cuts of rings because I had yes. the clear That's cut on fun, my Instagram. Fun <gasps> random. Yeah. Like I'm now I'm like, oh, what is that? Like I'm like, I don't know. Literally, I don't know anything. And I have a lot of friends who are like a few years older than me getting married. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I just like there are so many things that exist. And I'll ask people like my friend Lauren knows everything about everything and I'll ask her and she's like I'm actually embarrassed that you're asking me this question like how do you not and I'm like I just have never like thought about it at all like I don't know and that's okay yeah it wasn't until I saw the Bieber wedding and I was like okay this is actually pretty cool oh yeah Yeah. I mean that was gorgeous they're really they're like photo booth thing and their pictures were just outstanding outstanding nailed it (laughs) they really did nail it I really liked it okay last thing I wanted to talk about okay let's chat about epic rain yeah when did that start like how is that going how do you like love it this this came out of nowhere like but in the best way it was beamed down because it was meant for our path that's what we always say about it basically like I've known like this girl, Joelle, like I, she's been one of my good friends here. She's our co-owner. She's our in co-owner. Epic Rain. Yeah. yeah. So I've known her for like probably two or three years because she lives here in Nashville and she's owned Epic Rain just online, just by herself and whatever. And then long story short, she had a baby and she was just kind of like, I know Epic Rain could be something bigger. And like we had a collaboration with the boutique and it like did really well. And she was like, would you want to be business partners? And flash forward six months, we had a huge online release. And then we also opened a storefront all within six months. Where is the storefront? It's in Franklin. So it's like 20 minutes. So it's been just like, but it's been a challenge because it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, like we are actually more than just musicians. It's really pushed us to be like, okay, like you have to build a website. Like business women. I have to like put together like a whole like, you know, plan on like how to build a successful business but like, we also have always loved fashion so it's like really yeah. fun too it's like up your alley yeah it's yeah. just shopping it's just like kind of like a natural extension of something that we had talked about doing anyway yeah. and it just kind of fell in our laps and it's really nice because the brand focuses around women in music like mm-hmm. we like to give the women in music clothes to wear on stage and like you know just tag us you know yeah. we'll help you if you help us and all the thing. models and- we try and use our girls in music in Nashville and you know we do like music stories all the time and it's just it's been a whole thing so it's like we're really we're really really proud of that it's basically shopping for yourself but you sell them instead yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually really fun it's, it's really fun, fun. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh okay well thank you guys so much for coming on thank I love this episode where can they find you um at megan mace got real creative <laughs> so i'm at stella 218 it has nothing to do with my name but that's you're, you that's your attitude behind that no, is so funny people are like oh my god stella nice to meet you and i'm like yeah it's 
That's me. Do people do that often? Often. Oh, people literally, I'll be I like at that. an event and they'll be like, this is my friend Stella. And I'm like, no, no way. Oh, we, oh people yeah. People are friends with you? Like, acqu- like an oh, like, acquaintance okay, enough yeah. to where it's like, we follow each other on Instagram and like, they'll be like, this is my friend Stella. And I'm like, she oh, gets this look on her face like, cool. I, I mean, I like, I love the name. I wish my name was Stella. So sure. I do love that name. <laughs> yeah, right? So like, I feel like it should have been my name. It means fine. star, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel Maybe. like a star. Like, yeah. you know. I feel like a star. <laughs> like oh Stella. But anyways. So. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you so Thank much. You. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you guys did, let me know by leaving a nice rating and review. Don't forget to join the Facebook group. If you guys have not already, you guys are big time missing out. Um, as well as follow our Instagram. But I love you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys next week.